Hello, I'm Donna Robinson, a lawyer with the Arts Law Centre of Australia. This is the first podcast in a series for arts centres about the legal issues that impact them. This series is produced by Arts Law in partnership with Des Art. Today, I'll be talking with my colleague Suzanne Derry about copyright and moral rights and how they affect the working life of people involved in making and promoting art in an arts centre. Suzanne is a Principal Solicitor at Arts Law and the Director of our Education Programs. Welcome, Suzanne. Thanks, Donna. Arts centres spend their days dealing with all aspects of art making, from the creation of an artwork through to the delivery of the work to a delighted purchaser. Suzanne, explain how copyright applies to the normal daily transactions for an arts centre manager or employee. I think it's a great question because... So often we think about the work that art centres do as really revolving primarily around the physical artworks themselves, that sale of the artworks that are exhibited or sold um, through the art centre. Of course, as part of creating those works, there is also copyright that the artist owns in each of those paintings. And so the art centre is also often authorised as an agent to deal with the copyright in those artworks. And so that might come into the work that they do as, as the artist's agent. So how do moral rights feed into all this, Suzanne? Well, of course, um, as you know, and as many of the art centre managers that are listening to this will know, When an artwork is created, the artist doesn't only get copyright in that work, they also get what's called moral rights. And those are rights to be properly credited when the work gets used and not to have somebody else's name attributed to the work, but also for the integrity of the artwork to be respected. So it's very important that as an art centre manager, when you're looking at any contracts that deal with your artist's works, that those contracts also take into account the moral rights of those artists. That might be things like making sure that if the work is going to be exhibited, that there is a very clear and prominent um, attribution notice around the artwork and making sure that if the work is going to be licensed for reproduction, for example, that that reproduction is a quality reproduction and doesn't interfere with the integrity of the work. What can you tell me about the relationship between an art centre and an artist? Oh, it's a really, really fascinating relationship because I think the relationship that an artist and an art centre have um, can be many things. It's so multifaceted. It's you know, often a, a social relationship. Um, it's an agency relationship from a, from a legal perspective in that it fulfils um, the art centre doing a particular job or fulfilling a particular role on behalf of the artist hopefully helping to promote and and sell that artist's work. At Arts Law, um, we always say that it's really important that that relationship of agency is something that is clear and in writing between the artist and art centre. So it's quite a symbiotic relationship, isn't it? But it's all about the promotion of the artist and their work. That's right. So what are some of the things an art centre manager needs to think about when handling, say, the sale or consignment of artworks to a customer or to a gallery? I think it's really, really important that the art centre looks at um, making clear what that relationship is about and, and not being afraid to ask questions of the gallery 
um, or the or the customer who plans to to have the works consigned, because of course. Very often, in the in the throes of the moment of arranging that consignment, um, you might be looking at all of the practical parameters about how that works. You know, how how are we going to get the artworks to the gallery? Um, what sort of sale price are we going to be looking at? How is the gallery going to then return the unsold works? Those are all very practical considerations that relate to some extent to the logistics of that arrangement. But what's often overlooked is those really, really important legal parameters around how that relationship is going to work. So having a clear written agreement about the consignment that is going to touch on things like the accounting obligations of both of the parties, um, what the price is going to be, what the um, insurance obligations of each of the parties is going to be in respect of the work, so that if something does go wrong, and you know we all know that things do sometimes, the wheels sort of fall off sometimes, um, that we've got a document that we can look back on and go, okay, this is what we need to now do to overcome this issue. Because the issue that arts law obviously often sees is that when that conversation doesn't happen, if something then does go wrong, You've got nothing to rely on um, as the art centre manager to protect your artist's work and your art centre um, and its rights in that situation. Yes, I often think of contracts as being like a checklist of what to do if things go wrong. It's yeah, a place to go to work out how to solve the problem or to, to resolve the, the issues. Yes, absolutely. And they're a really useful way to think about the relationship objectively. So not just to be doing the actions of being in the relationship, but to actually, as you say, have that checklist for a way of having a discussion before any of those things um, materialise so that when the relationship is, is sort of at its best, really, you're having a very productive um, uh, conversation that looks forward to how, how you want the relationship to be. Thank you, Suzanne. I just want to ask now a question about um, the moving of artworks online, which we've seen increasingly this year. Many arts organisations are moving their works online, whether it be galleries, art prizes, arts festivals, having online exhibitions or museums and public galleries digitising their works and making them available online. Some art centres have merchandise available on their websites, along with the sale of artists' paintings directly from the art centre. What are the main things to think about at a time like this when you are moving to a more of a digital space? Yeah, look, I think it, it's going to depend. Um, each art centre is very unique in terms of the way that it leverages that online space, and some art centres will have had a long and fruitful history of selling work online, and for some art centres it might be um, a reasonably recent sort of um, move into that online space by, by, by the necessity of um, having borders closed and things like that. It's really, really very important before anything is done with an artwork in terms of, you know, reproducing it or moving it online, that the art centre makes sure firstly that it's got the rights to deal with the artwork in that way. And that's about having a conversation and preferably having that conversation documented in writing in the form of an agreement with the art centre's artists. So firstly, making sure that you've got the right to actually move the work into that online platform to begin with. And then really thinking about, well, once we move the work online, 
how are we going to make sure that you know our artists are are paid and how is that that transaction going to work for the art center and also um, for the artists that are involved how are we going to make sure that our artists works are as protected as possible despite being in that open platform and so you know some art centers might think about um, making sure that there are very prominent watermarks on works, making sure that um, they've disabled right-click functions, um, ensuring that they're using a platform which supports their having those sorts of controls over, over the works. And I think also just in terms of your transaction, your online transactions, making sure that you have some terms and conditions wrapped up in the online purchase of a work so that your consumer, if they don't already know about how copyright works, very clearly understands that their purchase of that work from the Arts Centre doesn't also give them any copyright interests in the work as well. And, and simply adding the copyright symbols, another good way to put people on notice that there is a copyright issue here. I'm thinking particularly because with online works, whilst you don't need the copyright symbol in Australia, you do in other countries and online works are being marketed all over the world. Yeah, I think um, that, you know, watermarking those sorts of symbols onto the actual images that you're going to upload is, is very important because, as you say, regardless of what the legal requirement is around the inclusion of that symbol, it's a very important reminder to anybody that can access the work online, and that's usually anyone who can access the website, um, that, that there is copyright in the work and that they're to sort of be aware of that. Well, we really can't think about online works without talking about social media. How does this intersect with copyright? Yeah, look, it's a real, that can be a real hornet's nest and also an amazing opportunity. And I think that um, certainly at Arts Law, we're seeing an increase in the questions around um, that, that issue, particularly for visual artists. Copyright and social media have got somewhat of a tenuous relationship in that um, it's that content that gets uploaded, so, you know, a photograph or a piece of writing, to a space which is controlled um, by a platform like Facebook or, or Instagram. Those platforms all have their own terms and conditions. And those terms and conditions are, um, your, your agreement to those terms and conditions is a prerequisite to you using the platform. So usually the terms and conditions will say um, something like, you know, once you've uploaded the content, we are free to, we the platform are free to use it in whatever form we wish and in, in whatever way we wish. Um, and that is uh, part of the part of the precondition of you using this platform is that you agree to that. So again, it's really very important that if you're an art centre looking at using Facebook or Instagram as a means of promoting your centre and your artists' works, that you're aware of those very broad permissions that are being given to the platform at the time that you upload the work and that you think very, um, not just curatorially, but very um, carefully and strategically from a legal perspective around the type um, and nature of works that you are going to upload to those platforms because of those broad permissions that are granted to the platform when you sign up um, to using it. Thank you very much, Suzanne. Thanks, Donna. This is part of a series of podcasts created by Arts Law in partnership with Desart. 
You can also find our podcasts on online exhibitions, social media, consignment of artworks and registration of the consignment on the Personal Property Securities Register. As always, if you have any questions, please contact Arts Law via email, artslaw at artslaw.com.au. Goodbye. This podcast is intended as a guide to the law only. It's not legal advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice. Legal advice should be sought on the specific issues affecting you. Thank you.